Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. So it's a curious thing. I uh, I enjoy, <laughs> tongue-in-cheek, I enjoy the um, algorithms on social media that determine what I see. <laughs> the, the, the curious thing about it is uh, I've been playing with algorithms through my behavior, and quite a while back I started uh, – Clicking on pictures of nature. Oh, looky here. Here's a sea urchin that lives, you know, at the bottom of the ocean, and it's fluorescent green with a purple stripe down its back. And so I'll click on it to reinforce seeing more of the same. And I have to tell you, I'm kind of dumbfounded. I am blown away at the diversity of nature. I promise you, humans are only the normal in humanville. (laughs) And what I mean by that is, we as a species are a fraction of a percent, a very small fraction of a percent of the expression of nature. You could try that yourself. Every time you see a, a picture of nature expressing itself in some way that throws you off, just just click on it. Give it your attention and you'll get more of the same. And and over time what you're gonna see is, man, nature is not broken in any sense of the word. And clearly nature doesn't need our human opinion at all, all for it to go about what it's been doing for a billion years. It is a master of mastery, so to speak. But the the Western mind, the ego mind, I, I think what we're suffering from here is ego overdose. It, it's uh, um, We've been talking about the Kama Sutras, the 25 yogas of Eastern religion on the show before. And in my opinion, um, if Jesus said, you're going to do everything I have done and more, and Jesus pulls off all manner of miracles, and and the, the Kama Sutras show... Uh, a supernatural mastery, if you will, I would say Eastern religion is closer to to fulfilling what Jesus had promised us to do. But what happened when when the British Empire went into these nations, they went into the universities and wiped clean these uh, sacred texts, if you will, and replaced it with Western academics. And and what was lost was a lineage of understanding of the nature of who we are as human beings because a Western mind thought it knew better. A Western mind thought it knew better. 
I promise you, if you take all of humanity off the earth and then fast forward a thousand years, the earth would be the most, it is in a lot of ways today, a very vibrant, healthy um, planet. Nature knows what it's doing. It's rolled with the punches for eons of time. So tonight I'm really excited about the episode. Tonight's episode is natural healing. And our guest tonight is Marie Jones. We're going to bring her on in just a minute. But if you look at nature, I've, I've been fascinated by the nature of nature. If, if you were to go out into the wilderness from, from your home, perhaps here in Colorado, drive up in the mountains, park the car, and just wander back off into the wilderness where the hand of man has not had dominion, and just observe the tranquility of nature, the really palatable peace that nature has. When um, left unchecked by the Western mind, um, nature has a fierce harmony with itself. Imagine walking back off in the woods and coming across maybe a, a a few deer grazing in the meadow. They have they don't have um, worry about the stock market. They don't they don't have a social media anxiety. They're they're so completely in their skin. They are so completely the nature of their own personal nature, and if you take a snapshot of that and then turn around and go into an inner city and find a human being walking around, which shouldn't be too hard, and then do a do a comparison of nervous system, a comparison of psyche, a comparison of of harmony with within the um, everyday human being, the vast majority of us were really we're drowning in the mundane. We're drowning in information that doesn't nurture us. And I can imagine, well, it's been quite obvious that um, our bodies have responded quite um, in the last couple of years. We've had so much upheaval, and our bodies have reflected that in the form of disease. I don't think the rodeo is over yet. The roller coaster hasn't stopped yet. And to be able to take your life, to take your persona, to take your nervous system, to take your body and bring it into alignment with the nature of, of peace and harmony, which you can do no matter where you live, that's going to give you the the fortitude to maintain stanima as as the upheaval continues. We're all very very powerful beings. I could I could talk for a while here, but I want to get our guest on tonight. Again, the topic tonight is natural healing, and our guest is Marie Jones. The, the show is really about her book, Natural Health, Your Complete Guide to Natural Remedies. 
and mindful well-being. I I rarely flat out recommend a book on the show, but I suggest you go and get this book, Natural Health by Marie Jones. It's a wonderful book. It's very comprehensive. And I find the material um, beautifully compiled. It's a it's kind of a go-to book. It's the kind of book that you put in the coffee table or maybe next to the porcelain throne and browse through it. And, and a lot of times your body can tell you what it needs if you give it a language, a way to talk to you. If you ever opened a, a book or maybe walked through a store and and you get the hit that you need horseradish or whatever, and, and it, it's a way for your body to tell you a way for your body to tell you what it needs to come back into better balance with itself. All right, let's get to it. A healthy body, a nimble mind, and a feeling of ease are universal goals. But we're bombarded with unrealistic body images. We are sold all manner of processed food and prone to synthetic cure-alls to fix all sorts of issues. During this time of hardship and stress, getting back to natural cures and balanced living might bring some needed relief from herbs, oils, and vitamins to yoga, healing remedies, and old-fashioned belly laughs. Natural Health, your complete guide to natural remedies and mindful well-being, explores hundreds of ancient remedies, natural therapies, and nature's medicine cabinet. Nature knows what it's doing. There's something there for us. This comprehensive guide to nature, nature-based health and well-being includes the most current knowledge, information, and science behind a natural diet and lifestyle to promote wellness. Let's get into it. Join me in welcoming Marie to the show. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. And thank you for the praise for the book. I appreciate that. It, for me, it, uh, when I first saw the book, I just uh, I don't I don't know what to say. My I, maybe my body said yes, more of this, please. <laughs> it's, you, you you've it's done a, a really book. <laughs> it is. It's uh it fills. Let's see, it's got uh 441 pages or more that gets you into the index at the back, but it's. What what really struck me about it is how uh, comprehensive it is. You've really taken the time yeah. and and looked at at such a, a comprehensive look at what influences us and in our health. I mean, we were talking a little bit before the show started just now about mm-hmm. uh, the effect of our mind and the effect of stress and how our body can really just be parroting incongruencies in our in our mind or our psyche so to speak um what is what is what as far as that mind body connection what have you found as far as um how we get in our own way so to speak with our mind with our ego and how that can be reflected into our health or or dis-ease 
I think this the last few years have been as as you know frightening and difficult and challenging as they've been. It's been a real sort of um, experiment in coming to an understanding of how important your health is. Also, expanding your definition of health to include not just physical, oh, I've got a headache, you know, or I have some muscle pain, let me take an aspirin, but overall health, well-being, mental health, emotional health, um, you know, are you happy? <laughs> um, and, and we've all, we were locked down, we were all terrified, we didn't know what was going on. Here is the order of the day, and I think that's still going on for a lot of people. And everyone I know, including myself, our health suffered. And so um, my publisher, Visible Inc. Press, who I absolutely adore, we were talking about what I wanted to do next. I had just written two really, really heavy-duty, downbeat, heavily researched books, one on the history of propaganda and the other one on toxins in our food and water and air, blah, blah, blah. Dark, you know, heavy, but important subjects. And so we decided, you know, we really need, people need help and they need a positive way to, to get back to good natural health and well-being. So let's take it in the other direction. Let's talk about, as you and I were talking earlier, about how important nature is how we've had a lot of ancient wisdom and medicine that we can now, you know, look to for the things that we need rather than always popping this pill and that pill and then three more to deal with the side effects of the first two. So I, my goal, and I'm so glad you used the word comprehensive because whenever I write a book, I try really, really hard to make it so that you go to the bookstore or you go online and you only have to buy one book. You know, I try to put everything in so you just have to buy this book and you get everything you can think of. Because I know money's tight and people don't have a lot of money to spend on books. So that's why I really, you know, I appreciate that you said it was comprehensive because that was the goal. Well, it is. I mean... And a, a lot of times you don't know what you don't know about yourself. I uh, I would <laughs> I don't know. I just had the thought. I don't know if it would if it's possible, but imagine taking the ego out of a person's uh, persona and letting the body make the choices, letting the heart make the choices, letting the soul make yeah. the choices. If somehow you could turn the ego off and take a ego chill pill, no, we're not talking about pills, metaphorically. If we were to allow our body to get what it wanted, to get the kind of food it wanted and get perhaps exercise, rest, stretching, hike, you know, hiking, whatnot, how right. um, yeah. how much better we would feel. It, it really, a lot of times I think we get in our own way, not necessarily intentionally, but when yeah. The, yeah. it, it yeah. seems like yeah. when, the, yeah. when the ego gets overwhelmed, it, it can kind of drop into a pattern of maybe getting on social media and, and out of anxiousness, so to speak, try to feed its fear. Yeah. Or, Distractions. Yeah. Right. And, and 
and and that can make us numb or anxious where where, where we want to feel like if we get online and we're going to read a headline and that's going to make it all better and yes. and it it disconnects us from really making true authentic uh choices that would would restore our health would restore a sense yeah, of peace I, I like that i like that you brought that up because it is that numbed out sort of disconnected state that keeps us from really listening to what our bodies are telling us that they need and by the time we hear what our bodies have to say it's manifesting in symptoms of dis-ease or disease. Right. So if we could learn how to, you know, become medically intuitive again with our own bodies and hear what the distress is, is the first time, I'm, I'm overworked, you know, I've got family issues, blah, 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 and take care of that the first time around, we probably could cut off many um, diseases at the past. But we, as you said, we get distracted, we get caught up in fear. The ego wants something to numb it out, whether it's food, alcohol, gambling, you know, some kind of an addiction, social media, wasting time. And so then our poor bodies have to speak louder and then louder and louder. And finally, you end up with a cancer diagnosis. Or I had a heart attack a few years ago. A heart attack out of the blue. But I had been under unbelievable stress and just and I've been I've just been dealing with it oh I'm fine I'm fine I can I can deal with it you know (laughs) right suck it up and I knew and I know better and it's one of the reasons why I love writing this book because I got to learn and I got to you know discover things for myself as I was writing it oh yeah that's me I distract I would distract myself with social media or food or, you know, what have you. And then my body would, then I would have like a high blood pressure spike. <clears throat> okay, I'm fine, whatever. And then it would speak to me a little louder and I ended up in the hospital. Right. And I think if we could just get back in touch with our bodies and listen to what they're telling us, get more in tune, we really could probably avoid a lot of, um, you know, later stage diagnoses that uh, I mean, I'm not saying you know some of it is genetic, indeed, but I think we could be much healthier than we are. And right now, with COVID and all the fear, the propaganda, the people are you know the pharmaceutical industry is just hammering eight, nine commercials every half hour of pills that you should ask your doctor about, and, which leads you to fear that maybe if you don't, something bad is going to happen to you. Um, but instead of listening to those outside voices, we need to really tune back into our own. Well, it's you know I've I've really come to think that the body is um, much more of a a glove, if you will, metaphorically, in in when it comes to disease. Uh, the for myself. Uh, I've shared on the show many times uh, when I got cracked open, I was on the shrink's couch and the shrink's telling me to show me, show me my anger. I'm like, hell, I'm not an angry guy. This is a waste of time. And uh, 
Leading up to that, I had digestive tract problems for a decade. Mm-hmm. I was getting ulcers. Right. I was I was gnashing my teeth in my sleep. And and the I connected with anger and in like 45 seconds a lot of energy and it was raw. It was dense, intense anger yeah. flowing out of my psyche that I was not aware of from my ego's point of view. And all those um, symptoms vanished. They just over, they, yeah. they just disappeared. And they were getting um, more and more pronounced the more I ignored my anger. And, of course. And stuffing it down. And it's like, yeah. no, 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 you need to listen to us. We're going we're gonna to get louder and louder until you do. And and my body instantly, instantly resolved itself once I cleared up my psyche, so to speak. Yeah, it, and you released a lot of physical energy that you probably didn't associate. Like you said, you didn't think you were an angry person. And you had no yeah. reason to associate aches and pains or just feeling crappy or whatever with pent-up anger from who knows how long in the past. And I think a lot of us have that same issue with anger with fear with a sense of loss or grief or abandonment and we never get it out and it's like you need to let me out and and until you do i'm gonna scream at you louder and louder and louder until you can get so sick you have no choice but i think you know you were lucky that you had somebody who saw a great method for doing that right well you know I've worked in broadcast TV for decades, and there's this there's this one particular episode. It's actually an Oprah episode. I don't know in the 80s or whatever. And what um, mm-hmm. in the episode she brings um, like eight people out on stage, and they're all in a wheelchair. And one of them is one of her producers, and they're all in a wheelchair. And this doctor from I think it was upstate New York says, okay, we're going to have another episode on the show in like a month or three or whatever it was. And and they close the show, and a month or three later, they have another show, and all eight people walked out on the stage. They didn't need their wheelchair. And all the yeah. doctor did was talk to them. And, and one example of how a crippling disease, dis-ease, came is – uh, a young uh, business professional had the opportunity to either get promoted or take care of his sick mother, and he chose the promotion. And a few months later, his mother died, and a sense of guilt came on his persona, and that guilt yeah. crippled his body. And and again, well, I'm getting back to I'm wow. getting back to this this idea of just how pliable, how responsive perhaps would be the way to language it. Our body is that once we get our mind right, our psyche right, our you know that right. that there's probably nothing out of reach as far as a disease that can't be turned around um, through our own intentions. What would you say to that? I love that because it brings up a very good point. When people talk about health today or think about health, they usually just think about their physical symptoms. 
rarely do they understand that, you know, physical, mental, and spiritual, body, mind, and spirit, it's all linked. And if one aspect is dis- diseased, disease, it's going to affect the others. And so with, in your situation, you've got that anger out, you heal the body by, you know, the mind and the spirit all at the same time by giving a voice to that emotion that was stuck inside there. But that takes work. And I think people, I I hate to use the word lazy, but I think we people have gotten so used to, well, I'm not feeling well, there's got to be a pill that my doctor can give me to make me feel better. So if you say to them, well, look, you know, here's what I did, and, and you really need to find more balance in your life and, you know, focus on your because you've been enjoying your spiritual life. Oh, no, 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 I'm just going to go get the pill. It's it's gotten so easy to ignore the mind-body-spirit connection and the fact that we need balance and we need harmony between all three in order to really feel well-being, but also in order to heal. So instead, society now is all about the, you know, pills and, and surgeries and it. it it, it ignores, it's all about covering symptoms or treating symptoms, not the cause. Right. Well, um, I don't know if it's your phone connection or um, how you're facing your microphone, but your audio is uh, oh, uh, drifting okay. How's that? better. Is this better? Um, just, okay. Oh, it, it's wonderful. Um, just, okay. just to give I'm you some feedback. Okay. Uh, no, no problem. But... Um, now, with your book, what I mean, you don't only talk about herbs and and like natural substances, but you also talk about setting boundaries, aerobics, um, breathing. Um, it, it you've really you've really done a I think a wonderful job at uh, at at bringing a, a whole persona point of view, so to speak, to our health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to do that. I wanted to make sure that I looked at the whole human and not just what you should eat. Oh, you should eat and exercise. Get fresh air. There you go. Bye. You know, stress <laughs> is, is a massive part of our lives. And sleep, oh, my, if you're not sleeping well, I'm sorry. Nothing else you do is going to matter. And, you know, each each thing, relationships and, you know, each new um, topic or category is like, oh, I, I've got to write about that. Because if I leave it out, this is not a comprehensive book. People need to know that there are so many different things that they might put their focus on to improve their health and well-being. Diet, you know, supplementation, exercise, sleep, relationships. Um, self-love, self-care, getting out in the sunshine. It's just so many different things. So that's why I wanted to make sure it wasn't just a, oh, eat less carbs and, you know, eat less calories and get out and move your body more. There you go. I didn't want it to be that kind of book. Well, and, and like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, nature knows what it's doing and, and, um, with what already exists in nature, there's so many natural medicines, natural uh, remedies, if you will, that are that are part of of 
what nature has created for us. I mean, the the power of vitamins, the power of of the the different types of food that that nurture our bodies in their own unique ways. You've brought that into a context that um, uh, really breaks it down, and the the way you you link it to uh, the symptoms that people might have, I I think it's just a, a very comprehensive. I, I know I keep saying that, but I say it because I. <laughs> Well, I say it because I mean it. Um, you know, I remember, I don't know who said it, but I remember hearing or seeing a quote somewhere that for every ailment, nature has the cure, whether it's getting outside more, getting sunshine, your vitamin D, um, herbs, plants, you know, the, the spices. Nature can fix every ailment that we have. But how often do we turn to nature? And now I feel like as the pharmaceutical industry becomes more and more powerful, I I was reading some articles the other day about how now they're going to go after vitamins and supplements and try to literally shut down the sale of vitamins and supplements. And I started seeing articles about how bad vitamin D is. And I'm thinking, you have got to be kidding. I read a lot of medical journal articles. It's a weird hobby of mine. (laughs) Um, I love to read about, you know, like the the scientific journals where the uh, articles were half of it I can't understand, but I love to read them. And I've read, there's got to be hundreds on the benefits of vitamin D3 and K2 and, and how they can heal this and that and this and that. But now, pharmaceutical industry has so much money for advertising and they're so linked with the media, we're going to start seeing more and more articles and and stories coming out trying to get people away from vitamins and supplementation. And that's because they they can't patent and make a lot of money off of those that are already out there. But even things like sunshine and fresh air, are those going to be labeled bad because they're natural and they can't be patented? So there, right. just nature has nature can save it can save us and heal us and yet we treat it so poorly. I will never understand that. Well, I mean, as I sit here and look at your book, there's a chapter on stress relief, and stress uh, for so many people has become such a prominent part of their life and and you bring up points like setting boundaries i mean there's uh yeah. if you don't send, set boundaries and and people walk all over you or reducing clutter inside and out how much of our thoughts talk about inside clutter how much of our thoughts bring us more anxiety um and Laughter as a, as good medicine. And laughter as a way oh, to deal with a stress. Oh, sense of humor. Absolutely. I, you know, stress is the number one killer, and because it's related to every other disease, and stress causes inflammation, and inflammation is at the heart of heart disease, cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's, you name it. And you know, when we say you've got to deal with your stress or you've got to lower your stress, people think 
oh, okay, I'll work, I'll take a day off, or I'll take a vacation. That's not all stress is. I mean, we're talking about the everyday little stressors as well as the really big ones, like the death of a loved one or a pet or the loss of a job in, in the, this economy, and not dealing with it by having a few glasses of wine. <laughs> right, um, yes. Stress leads to obesity, it leads to disease, it leads to insomnia and so many other things. So I think like if we could get a handle on just our stress, probably a lot of the other stuff I wrote about in the book would be, wouldn't even be necessary. Our bodies well, would be so relieved. <laughs> they would just be like, thank you. <laughs> Well, the the thing about stress is it influences every cell in the body. It's such a um, stress is, is, I don't know if it's unique or not in that aspect, but stress taxes, if you will, for lack of a better word, every cell in your body. And if you, if you think about, for example, the, the human heart beating your entire life, the reason why it can do that is it comes to a place of complete rest in between every beat. And if you take yeah. on stress and take away that that rest, that rest. You, your mm-hmm. heart's ability to rest in between beats, then you start to get cardiac issues. Uh, it's yeah. Stress. yeah, it's that we're constantly in that fight or flight mode and we never get out of it. You know, our our distant primitive ancestors would only go into fight or flight when they had to, when it was necessary. And then they would relax. But today, you would think that we would figure this out, but we are fight or flight 24-7, especially if you don't sleep well and you have insomnia because you're up all night stressing out. And stress decreases your life expectancy. So it We've got to to get a grip on the stresses to the body, which could be a really bad diet, not enough exercise, sitting too much. The stresses to the mind, worry, anger, you know, bad relationships, um, uh, and then worry to the, and then I mean stress to the spirit, emptiness, numbness, not really connected to anything bigger, not having a sense of awe and wonder, getting out in nature enough where you can really feel connected or and and until we decrease the stress i don't know that any of our symptoms are ever really going to clear up they might go away a little but the stress is sort of the driver of disease right well and it it if if you're in anxiousness, for example, anxiousness about the future, and your your mind is in runaway mode with fret and worry, you're literally disconnecting from um, uh, an innate intelligence, a, a higher intelligence, a higher consciousness, if you will, in your own psyche. It's less likely that you're going to be able to um, tune into your intuition, tune into that, right, that, right. that heart and soul information. If your body, if, I'm sorry, if your brain is in 
um, runaway anxiousness, it, it not only affects your body, but it affects your mental ability to navigate change in the world. And Yes, the last, and adapt to change, exactly. From a, from a point of higher wisdom or a, a higher awareness, if you will, it, it's almost like your mind is dragged down, bogged down into the quagmire of fret and worry, and that energetically disconnects you from the kind of information, the kind of intuition, the kind of inspiration that could help you turn your life around. Because industries changed in 2020. The convention center industry, if that was your livelihood and it got turned on yeah, its head, yeah. that that's when you want to connect with your higher wisdom. That's when you want to connect with your intuition. Right, exactly, exactly, exactly. And not fall into a sort of abyss of stress and depression, which is, is natural, but not to stay there. You know, to be able to grieve what you've lost and Feel, feel your fear and then move on and start taking some more proactive measures. And the great thing about stress is that two of the most important remedies for stress are completely free. And one is, you know, meditating and the other is breathing, deep breathing. And those are things you don't have to pay for. Um, and you don't have to take anything or go get a prescription and you can do them at any time. And yet, I don't understand but a lot of people just won't make that commitment. They would still rather a doctor give them a prescription for something. There seems to be a distrust of our own bodies or our own innate ability to heal, and yet that is ancient. (laughs) Right. beyond ancient. I mean, it's it's a part of who we are as human beings, and it would be really nice to get back to that. I think that there are a lot of people who are in there, you know, massive amounts of industries that are coming back to that, the alternative health and natural health industries, they're huge. And that's a good sign. Um, But it's still interesting when I meet or talk to somebody and they're still in that I need a pill to fix everything mentality. And then they wonder why they never get better. We can make mental cages, if you will, when we get when we drop into a uh, a runaway narrative that our mind just feeds on. You know, I want I want to touch about I want to touch on the subject of suicide because I know of oh, yeah. uh, um, I know of two people. One of them was a, a longtime friend of mine that. Um, Suicide is a sense of hopelessness. It's a sense of there's nothing I can do. And and that's the mind running out of choices, so to speak. And the mind sucks. The the mind really sucks at thinking outside the box when we get into these anxious ruts. It has a very limited perspective of what's possible. Well, what would you say to somebody who's kind of a stuck in a hopeless narrative that, you know, the world is uh, is going down the, the tubes and there's nothing we can do and the future is perilous and, 
you know, the, the a mindset that might lead to suicidal tendencies. I think if it's if suicide, if there's the suicide ideation, that that thing where you really need to to get that person help, whether it's therapy or you know some kind of program or or just get them out of isolation. I know during the lockdowns there were a lot of teenagers that were isolated from their friends at a time when it's so important that they be socially active, and there were an awful lot of suicides. And it's hard. It's hard to say something to someone that is going to bring them out of that despair. And But those of us that are older, <laughs> that have been through a lot of life, know that there are cycles and things can look really bad, but then they can get better. But as you said, a lot of it does come down to your perspective and choices. To be aware that you have the choice to think a little bit differently. Uh, no, no matter how bad things are, you can think a little bit higher thought. And then maybe the next day you can think a little bit higher thought on top of that one. And there's always things that can be done. There's always places that people can go. But we isolate. We tend to think that we're all alone in our suffering and in our challenges. Um, and it, it just it's heartbreaking because so many people that commit suicide, really, I think, what they really wanted was not to get out of a despairing, awful world, but to be connected to somebody or have somebody care or just have somebody talk to them so right. they can feel seen and heard and, you know, misery loves company, but at least you feel like you're connecting with someone. So that's, it's just so heartbreaking how much of that we've seen lately. Yeah, and, and, uh, um, move your body and get your circulation up and turn off and, the news and go yeah. outside. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the sun will heal you. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> turn off the media, turn off the news. I think that's caused so much depression, so much despair. And uh, get outside. Well, now you know when you when, go outside and you look at a tree or birds or whatever, they're just doing their thing. They don't care about all of our ridiculous human behaviors and what, and I think that that really makes people feel better when they realize that there are some things in nature that are just so strong and and solid and you know have such solid foundations. We just need to focus on them a little bit more than the ego. What's right in front of the ego? Right. Well, now when when was this book published? This one just came out this year, was it earlier this year? Let's see. We're both yeah. looking at it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's August. So, yeah, this one came out in May. I was like, what, what month is it? This book came out in May. <laughs> so, again, I I rarely do this, but I recommend to our listeners that they get, they go and get a copy of your book, Natural Health, Your Complete Guide to Natural Remedies and Mindful Well-Being. It's, you know, the the winds of change are are not over. I know we're going to have more and more um upheaval cuz if you look at what's happening on the planet, it's really unheard of in our history. This is really the transformation yeah. 
of humanity, the culture of humanity on the planet. Yes, that on is the planet, not a single country. But to, go ahead. Yeah, in order to survive, you've got to be healthy, <laughs> or at least you know, have a little bit of mental, spiritual, and physical health going for you. Well, um, yeah, yeah, in order to navigate the the rocky waters coming a, a ahead, I think it's important to try to find some kind of inner well-being, inner peace, and inner foundation that you can turn to when the external world is is chaotic. Well, I've been on I've been on this planet just over six decades, and I've seen many times when humanity is bumped up into some kind of tragedy or despair and every single time every single time we come out of it and we do uh, we do we're very uh, resilient (laughs) and and i i know it um the change looks intense and massive but it's quite evident to me that the 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 collective heart of humanity humanity is hungry for a more authentic narrative humanity is hungry exactly, for a, yeah. a a a view of the future that nurtures humanity that honors yeah. humanity that respects humanity and and certainly that desire in the hearts of so many people that's a powerful force, and w- when it comes to fruition, which is certainly uh, moving in that direction, this is only a chapter. It's a quite chaotic right. chapter, yeah. but it's only a chapter <laughs> of, of what is to be on the planet. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's just like when a woman gives birth; those labor pains hurt, but then you know, you end up with a beautiful baby. <laughs> but it's got to go yeah. through that birth canal first. So well, I feel that that's what we're doing. Yeah, we have to face the incongruent parts of ourselves in the collective. We to to look at how we've been ignorant of um, manipulation or you know exploitation, and we've had our head in the sand. If you think in yeah. 2019, nobody really cared much about what was happening um, um, as far as the actual direction of the uh, the country or humanity as a whole. But now there's an awful lot of attention. And that needed to happen in order for us to heal. And it is happening. And it's a really good thing. But it's it's not always a, an easy ride, so to speak. But I, no, I think not at all. We're in a deep healing cycle, as far as I can see. Yeah, and well, you know, and in order to heal, sadly, you first have to have the disease. But the healing is what is what we focus on, instead of focusing on the disease. And I think as each person helps themselves individually, it helps the collective, and that empowers people because. You might look at the world the way it is and think, there is no way I could fix that. Well, you don't have to. All you have to do is fix yourself because you're like a cell in the body of humanity. Right. And if you're a diseased cell, you're going to cause problems for the rest of the cells. So if you heal your cell, then the cells around you are going to be influenced by that. And I think that makes people feel better. Like, oh, all I have to do is take care of myself and my own part of the world. I can do that, and it gives them 
it's it's a lot easier to do that than to try to the world all by yourself. Nice. Well, the um, for example, myself when when I was ignorant to my emotions, so to speak, when I there were some emotions that I would subconsciously completely and totally ignore, I uh, I tended to be energetically connected to the collective so to speak in other words the the unresolved emotions in my psyche connected me to the um, roller coaster emotional upheaval of the collective and the more i got in touch with my emotions the more i could stay grounded and centered with my emotions and now i can I can look at people, I can go through a very intense emotional exchange or whatever, and a minute later be completely at rest with myself and until we're um, able and willing to kind of face our own um, story, our own dogma, it, it's by learning to look at it, to learning to feel it, learning to understand it that gives us resiliency. But if we all we do is is um, stir up our emotions and, and drop into emotional reaction over and over and over and mm-hmm. over again, we're not developing any skill set. But it, uh, um, uh, yeah, and a healthy adding more negative energy to the overall collective energy and you don't you want to offset that by adding positive energy by being a positive influence and showing other people hey look i did this i was able to heal i was able to deal with my anger whatever and you can too right and and it helps you stay grounded while the rest of society goes in crazy but the more people that the more individuals that are grounded the better yeah, so well, that's important. what we—that's that, what's <laughs> going to help you, Mandy. Is—is is people who yeah. can stay grounded when uh, everything is an upheaval. Well, um, time time's flying by. I want to make sure that our audience uh, knows about your books, and if you have a modality or or a platform where you work with people feel free to share that tell our audience how they can get your books and and about your modalities if you would i am a writer i I don't do any healing um i my healing hopefully comes through the words that i write the books that i write which are all on my website which is www.mariedjones.com um but i you know i love helping people express themselves creatively and I found that in doing that that helps a lot of people heal by getting that their creativity out and giving themselves permission to write or sing or dance or paint or what have you so I think I coach a little <laughs> and I may start doing that professionally but but I really love that because no matter what is going on I tend to be sort of a happy carefree um and it's funny because i'm trained in disaster preparedness and response so something really bad happens like an earthquake or a fire i'm the one who steps up but i have a just a a sort of inherent happy personality and 
what I like about that is that I've had a lot of people say, you know, I love reading your books, but your humor on social media saves my, <laughs> you know, just makes me smile, makes me happy every day. And it's like, right on. <laughs> right on, humor. <laughs> well, very nice. Um, well, do you have any closing thoughts you want to share with the audience? I just really feel like people need to stop looking at nature as a nuisance (laughs) and get out of the house. And I know that that's true for me as well. I sometimes get glued to my computer when I'm writing. But nature has everything that we need to, to feel better, to feel peaceful, to heal, and to turn off the TV, stop popping so many pills, and just go be out in nature. Well, very nice. Um, Marie, I want to thank you for being our guest on the show tonight. I have appreciated it very much. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it, too. We've been talking with Marie Jones, and the topic tonight has been natural healing. It's really about her her latest book, Natural Health, Your Complete Guide to Natural Remedies and Mindful Well-Being. And again, I personally recommend this book. I think you should get yourself a copy and you don't know how it's going to help you over time. There's so much material here. It's so comprehensive. It's the kind of thing that in six months, uh, some, something's giving you grief. You can go look in the book and, and come up with some um, holistic choices and I very much appreciate this book, and uh, it's it's rare that I openly promote a book like this, but I have no problem recommending this book. So, you know, it's a it's a I, I like looking at um, history and and seeing um, uh, conditions, if you will, like uh, Jesus would go into a leper colony without any fear of of taking on any of the disease. The, the idea that there is the ability of the human persona, Jesus said everything he has done, we can do as well. I I think that what we're going to see happen, and I think we're already seeing it. Uh, we've had some of these people on the show, but there's a, there's a, it's like coming out of the struggle. Perhaps you were born in a challenging household. Perhaps you were born with a challenging condition or situation. And your soul chose that as the entry point into this lifetime, in, into this narrative. And then there's countless stories in the history of history of of human beings that rise to the occasion, human beings that really transform and transcend the condition of their lives to to really exceed what anyone would have expected for them to accomplish. And what I'm getting at is is you, you the listener. You as a soul incarnate in your body, whatever challenges, whatever struggles that you're going through now, I don't care how bad they are, 
They're only a chapter in the book of who you are. Everything that you bump up against that's challenging or a a difficulty for you is an opportunity for you to learn more about yourself. What the hell, Les? What are you talking about? I'm having... I'm having serious problems. I can't overcome what I'm bumping up against now. Well, actually, yes, you can, and you will. Lucky for us, our egos don't have any say over the continuity of our consciousness, the continuity of our consciousness. You are safe. And I'm I'm not talking per se about your ego. I'm talking about the essence of you. You didn't have an ego the day you were born. You didn't. You you grew your ego. Your ego was fabricated. The, The programming engine of your ego was created in your family of origin. Whoever raised you taught you how to think, talk, and value whatever you value in life. And and your ego, as it exists now, is the running total of a programmable aspect of who you are. You're, the attributes that you would assign to yourself from your ego, in other words, how you would describe who you think you are, are a chapter in a book. You're never, ever stuck. The continuity of your consciousness is assured. If um, we've had so many near-death experiences, and we've also um, on this show where people share um, dying on the operating table, and and they're sitting there watching their body flatline, and then they return to their body, and oftentimes there's some angelic being that talks to them about their life and saying, "You're not done. You're going back." And and then people who actually cross over, we've had countless people on the show that talk about relatives that have passed away, and and their uh, the continuity of their consciousness is is reaffirmed. So you are safe. The essence of you is safe. Your ego might be frail and fragile, but your ego is a temporal part of you. I like the the visual of shuffling your feet across the carpet. Did you ever shuffle your feet across the carpet and get a static charge and then touch a light switch to get a spark? When you shuffle across the carpet, you build up this, this static charge on your body. And that's... I I like that as an analogy of your ego, uh, of who you think you are. But we're all multidimensional souls shoehorned into a physical body through the incarnation process. And our our soul has had many lifetimes of experiences. And our soul always has the wisdom of what we need to heal ourselves. End of story. But where we where we get in our own way is when our ego consumes our consciousness. Imagine uh, having a transcription of all your thoughts during a 24-hour period. 
So you know how you can upload a video and it automatically generates closed captioning for it where it uh, uh, transcribes what you've said into text? Imagine a transcription service that, that transcribes all of your thoughts, both conscious and subconscious. And imagine getting a print out of that. And then you sit down with some colored um, highlighters and you pick up one highlighter and it's, let's say it's red and every thought you have that doesn't nurture and support you, you go through this transcription of the last 24 hours and you highlight every thought that you've had that doesn't support you. And then maybe let's use a, a yellow for um, thoughts that have no meaning. They're they're just um, the, they're background noise. And then perhaps the green for thoughts that are loving towards you, that support and nurture you, that champion who you are, that. Um, have you making choices to support yourself? Go through and highlight those, and then spread out the all the pages and and take a step back and see how much of these different colors are on the pages. I, I like this uh, this idea of becoming aware of your thoughts and whether they support you or not. Really, um, I've, I've touted no thought meditation for, for decades, really. I, I, no thought meditation really changed my relationship with my, I guess you'd say ego, with, because your ego in a way is a, a collage or a collective array of all your thinking. But imagine all those those uh, pages of the transcription and and you could erase the thoughts that don't serve you and that frees up space. That frees up an opportunity for new no, uh, new thoughts to show up. I think what we do is we pinch off the inspiration of our heart and our soul through a busy mind where our ego consumes pretty much 100% of our thoughts day in and day out. Our ego is this monkey train running a million miles an hour, and there's just no room for our heart and our soul to inspire us. One of the powerful things about meditation is by quieting that busy mind, we create a, a temporal opening in between our thoughts and this gives us an opportunity for our heart and our soul to insert inspiration into our awareness. And that inspiration, a lot of times, is the vehicle of change that our ego wants so desperately, but our ego is actually pinching out the opportunity for the inspiration that would help our life, that would set us on a, a more viable direction. But we literally don't allow that to happen because our minds are in runaway mode. Well, well, time is up, and I want to thank you, the audience, you, the listener, 
um, from all over the world, um, I really appreciate when people show up for themselves. And you've done that for yourself now. These are these are really exciting times, and I know in a lot of ways they're stressful. But I'm I'm more than a hundred percent confident that um, humanity is going to yet again rise to the occasion, like we've done over and over and over again in our in our history. And I think we're going to have probably the most dynamic, fascinating, fun, vibrant chapters come into our human narrative that perhaps we've never seen in our human history. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Always a pleasure. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast. To bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open. Check out our host, Les Jensen's book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power, at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.